Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. So, I want to frame what I'm about to speak to you about with a title. And the title is called Stop Faking It. Stop Faking It. There is nothing more difficult in the world to do than being a fake Christian. You do all the things that Christians do. You dance. Well, not too many do that. You raise your hands. You even give a little money. You behave. You you do Christian things. You volunteer. You serve. Do you know you can even lead? My Sunday school teachers led me in Sunday school while I was a small boy. I later found out that none of them knew Jesus. In fact, I put one of them out the church when I started pastoring. That went down really well. One of the hardest things to do is when you don't have the power of Jesus, but you have all the outward displays. So I'm, I'm coming for you today. Hello. I'm only here for this week. We fly home on Tuesday, so you don't have to even like me because I'm not in a popularity contest. If I'm a man of God, I shouldn't look to be popular. Oh, it's nice to be popular. But isn't it amazing we want to be popular when our leader was unpopular? And I'm not talking just about pop, uh, Pastor Jürgen. Ha, <laughs> ha, I'm talking about Jesus, our Savior. Isn't it amazing? We all want to be popular behind an unpopular leader. So I I don't really care too much, although I want to be kind. But my, if I'm going to be a man of God, I have to deliver the Word of God. I'm not looking for your, as long as I'm preaching the Bible, That's really all that your pastors are really concerned about right now. If I go off on one, they can take me off. They just take the mic off me. Stop faking it. Did you hear about the lumberjack? Say no, because you don't know what's coming. No, you didn't. I'll tell you about him then. The lumberjack, the old guy who'd been cutting down huge trees for years. And a young guy who had more muscle, big and fit, applied for a lumberjack's position. And so he was going to be trained by the old guy. And so they met together on the first day. And the old guy said, listen, it's all down to how many trees you can cut down in a day. He said, so there's the saw. So you get to work. So after the first day, hey, it was hard work, but the young guy managed to cut down eight trees. 
the old guy tr- cut down 20. And the young guy's thinking, wow, how, how did he do that, this old guy? So he thought, next day I'm going to come back. He only cut down six, and the next day he only cut down four, until by the end of the week he could only cut down two. And the older guy just keep cutting 60 down. So at the end of the week, he said, listen, this is not for me. He said, listen, look at my muscles. Look at, look at my youth. And you're an old guy. You're wrinkly and old, and you're cutting down so many trees. He said, tell me the secret. He said, well, show me what you've been doing. And he said he picked up the saw and showed him. And the old guy went, ah, I spot the problem. So he reached down to his saw and went, rum, That is what it feels like to be living without the power. It is blooming hard work. And some of you have been trying your very best, but you've got to stop faking it. A school in the UK in October last year closed down with 1,500 pupils. Why? COVID? No. They'd already come back. Because one pupil spotted a black widow spider in the United Kingdom. That's a rarity. If never. And he said, I've spotted a black widow spider. And then another student spotted another one. And then another one and another one. Until they saw an infestation. So the head at the end of the day closed the whole school. And said, this is too dangerous. When the uh, pest control, everybody needs one of those in church. (laughs) I don't know whether that translates, but. Pest control, we called in. They said, no, 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 no. This is not a black widow spider infestation. That's impossible. This is a false widow spider. It parades and looks the same, but has never killed anybody in the world, let alone in England. So close down because of a teeny weeny false widow Spider, that to say this, everything in life that can be real, you will find a counterfeit that is false. You can travel four hours from the UK to Turkey and buy a Louis Vuitton handbag for a hundred dollars and go to Louis Vuitton and pay fifteen hundred dollars for the exact same fake. No, you can get fake everything. You can get fake watches. I went to uh, Dubai with my oldest son, Joshua, who's in business, as I said, and said, Dad, I'd like to take you to Dubai for your birthday, which is nice. Glad he went into business. So we caught the train. He said, hey, I've heard about all these fake watches. I said, Josh, 
just to let you know, I'll go with you. There is no way I am buying a fake watch. Well, we went into the shop and they said, here's the fake ones and here's the really, really good fake ones. I said, forget the fake and here's me. I'm not going to wear one. Let's go to the really good fake, fake ones. The ones that don't look fake. So they showed me this Hublot watch, which was 80 quid, 80 pounds, say $80, whatever. 30,000 pounds it would be if it was the real thing. I am not going to buy that. I walked out with it on my arm. Hey, I was as proud as punch. I'm wearing a 30 grand watch. It looks identical. I wore it on the plane. We hit turbulence and the fingers dropped off. <laughs> True story. I tried every which way to get those oh, all through the flight. Oh, wasted. I promised myself. And some of you have promised yourself that you would never do fake, but you are. Because you don't know how to get out of fake. Because you're a fake this, fake that, and you go, I, I don't want to come out of being fake because people will know I was a fake. Now it's better to become, come out of being fake now than live the rest of your life in pretense. So let me go somewhere this morning. So let's read from the Word of God. Stop faking it as in the Word of God, by the way. So I'm going to go to the book of Acts, and uh, you're going to see it right there. I'm going to read it for you. And uh, just a little bit of background. So Paul is on a tour in uh, Greece, in Athens, with two of his uh, co-workers, Timothy and Silas. They are, in pro they are in trouble for preaching Jesus, which, by the way, if you really, really preach Jesus, you will be in trouble. If everybody loves you, you ain't preaching Jesus. Well, one person thought that was all right. <laughs> so they get separated. So Paul then travels to Athens on his own. And so he's waiting for Timothy and Silas to join him. And so have you ever had a day when you're in a city or a town that you don't know and you decide, I oh, just go and look around the shops? Yeah. Or while your wife is in the shops, you have a little look around. When my wife goes shopping, I'll sit on a bench. she say, where will you be in two hours? I'll say, exactly the same place. That's what we do as men. So Paul is looking around Athens, and that's where we join the reading from Acts 17, verse 22. So the Areopagus is like the... the the guys who are running the city. So he's now the troublemaker come to the city. So then Paul stood up. Are you ready? Paul stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, people of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. Am I talking to you? For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown, think about it, to an unknown God. So you are ignorant. You are ignorant 
of the very thing that you worship. You see, it's possible to worship what you don't know. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, oh, sorry, and this is, uh, I just read that. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history of which you are part of and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so. Say so. That they. Say they. Say me. Say I. So that I would seek him. And perhaps, well, perhaps not. Nobody's locked the doors. You can walk out. God gives every human being a free will. You can come here once. You don't need to ever come back again. Even though I've told you, you'd be foolish not to. You can go and live your God-forsaken life, your crummy life, where you sleep, get up, drink beer, go to bed, repeat, 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 get off at the weekend, drink more beer, go back to work on a Monday, repeat, 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 and you say, wow, what a wonderful life I have without God. Hello? Perhaps reach out and find him, though he is not far from any one of us right now. Jesus right now is walking along your row. He is, you can reach out, friends, with all the love in my heart. Let me take you into his presence right now. You can walk and touch him right now. He is so close. So I want to help you with a word that's in the Bible that we've just read. The unknown God. You know Greek. You didn't know Greek. You didn't know that you knew Greek, but you do. I know a little Greek too. He runs the fish and chip shop in England. <laughs> Joking aside, I know a little Greek. You know a little Greek, and it is the word, the unknown God is the Greek word agnostos from which we get the word agnostic. Actually, we pronounce it wrong because it's actually agnostic. We put the ag into the agnostic because gnostic is the Greek word for knowledge. A means without or against knowledge. So he's saying, hey, you worship what you don't believe you can know. An agnostic is somebody who believes in God but says, I don't believe you can know Him. Let me tell you a few stories. Are you ready? Come on, just sit back. Get ready. 
Less than 12 months ago, I was privileged by my own church to be presented with a surprise because at 14 years of age, I was the pipe organist in the Baptist chapel where I grew up. And for many, many years, I believed that one day I would play the pipe organ in one of the most iconic buildings in the world known as the Royal Albert Hall. Maybe we have a picture. If you've never been to London, it's worth going to the Royal Albert Hall. It seats over 5,000 people. And here I am, little Mark Birchall from Netherton. Netherton, Dudley, England. Netherton means neither town. I'm neither here and I'm neither there. There are 15,000 people in our town. And I believed that I would play the pipe organ, the second biggest in the world, in that place. There it is, right at the front. 10,000 pipes, three manuals, feet, hands, everything. 130 of those things that an organist calls stops. And my church... Last year, my 60th birthday presented me with the gift that nobody, human being, unless you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, and you're playing in the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, has ever played there, built by Queen Victoria for Prince Albert before he died. The Beatles have played there. Billy Graham has held crusades there the most iconic building, one of them in the world. And last year I got to play that pipe organ. That was me sitting there for two hours with my grandchildren and my children, eight of us only. The day before it reopened after COVID and the day before the 150-year anniversary of the Royal Albert Hall. When I was playing, yeah, okay, yeah, thank you. I mean, you should have heard me play. The reason for that story is this. I was uh, in a royal place, just down the road from Buckingham Palace. I was very near the queen. And right now you're very near the king. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, His name is Jesus. But the problem was, the problem is that I know her, but she doesn't know me. I'm very close, but not close enough because I've never, ever met her personally. Now, I want you to know that you can meet Him personally today. He is very close. You are right here, right now. And he's walking along the aisles. You can hide on the back tables. You can hide on the back row. You can hide on the sides and you can look down as I'm preaching. But Jesus is after your life today. You see, we go big on one set of people. We go big on the atheist. Theist is the Greek word for God. 
atheist against God. And so, oh, atheists, atheists. You know, God loves to have fun with atheists. He just likes to blow them away occasionally and say, hey, big shot, just to let you know, you don't believe in me, but let me just show you. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the college professor who had got more degrees than a thermometer. He held a lecturer. He held a lecture in a huge theater. This was his title. Well, this is what he said. Come and I will prove that God does not exist. All ages gathered. All lives gathered. The place was packed. So he stood up and said, ladies and gentlemen, young people, today I'm going to disprove the existence of God. Because today, on the count of ten, I'm going to ask if there is a God that He strikes me down when I get to one. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Well, on seven, there is an ex-Marine who has recently given his life to Jesus. He's passionate, muscular, fit, and annoyed. Six, five. The professor's looking up into the air as if to say, come on God if you're there. Everybody's tense. Some people are laughing. Some people are, oh, what is going to happen? Five, four, and on four, the ex-Marine decides to get out of his seat and walk slowly to the platform at the front where the speaker is behind the podium. Three, two, and on one, he approaches the professor. Bang! <laughs> What's happened? What's happened? Said the mad professor. The ex-Marine looks into his eyes and said, God was busy. He sent me. It's amazing. Do you know that Voltaire, some people are very, very foolish. Voltaire was a famous French atheist. On his deathbed in his home, he declared to the world... 100 years now, the Bible will be extinct. God said, okay, get ready. 100 years from Voltaire's death, his house was owned by the Bible Society. Distributing millions of Bibles all across the world. I just think God has a sense of humor to every atheist who said there is no God. But you know what? We, we give atheists a hard time. You know what I say to an atheist? That's fair enough. If you don't want to believe, you don't have to. Nobody's going to force you. If you want to walk away from God, you remember you'll have, to, you'll have to climb over the Holy Spirit. You'll have to climb over everybody's prayers. You'll have to climb over your granny's prayers. You'll have to climb over the Holy Spirit and the Bible and the church and everything else before you ever can deny the existence of God. You're going to have a hard time I think God just likes to say hey stick that in your pipe and smoke it
But you know, underneath the radar is a twin brother that we never see. That twin brother is hiding away in every church. And my heart is after you right now. You are the A Gnostic. You do all the Christian things, but you are faking it. And my heart breaks for you today because it's possible you crept into this church. You signed up to serve and everybody's going, wow, signed up to serve. And then we looked across the row in the worship and you, yes, and you even closed your eyes. Then the offering, we can see, oh, you're writing a check. Wow, you must be a Christian. But all along, you never said yes to Jesus. So right now, you're faking it every Sunday. You roll out of bed and go, oh, another day in church, you're faking it. Hey, can I help you today? Can I help you cross the line? Can I help you to get to Jesus today? Because right now you're worshiping a God that you do not know. The greatest gift right now is that Jesus is right near you. And He wants to take you by the hand. Come on, stop being sneaky. Stop pretending. Stop being a fake Louis Vuitton. Stop being a cheap, cheap copy of the real thing. Jesus right now wants you to be the real thing. I'm going to ask you three questions. Are you ready? Are you a cultural Christian? We have millions in the UK. I belong to a Christian country. No, that was a long time ago since England was a Christian country. Oh, I was born in America where there are lots of Christians. I'm a Christian. Hey, your grandfather may have been in the choir and loved Jesus. He may have even been a pastor. You may have been a pastor's kid. But God has no grandchildren. Only children. You've kind of crept underneath the Christian radar and you've come out and now you're just faking it before you make it. Paul said, let me help you to believe. Are you a cultural Christian? Are you, number two, are you a church Christian? That means by coming to church, you thought church going made you a Christian. No, watch my lips. You can sleep in a garage all your life. You will never be a car. You can spend most of your life in McDonald's. You will never be, well, I was going to say you'll never be a burger, but you will definitely look like one. Visiting a place does not make you the thing that you're worshiping. So my third question before...
we all stand and then we're going to throw open this lovely space here for you to sort this out once and for all. This is the greatest day of your life. I spent 17 years of my life in church, worshiping, playing the organ, listening to the Bible, and I was as far away from God as the next person. On Easter Sunday morning, playing the pipe organ, I rolled out of bed. I was playing for the songs and the hymns of the people to worship Jesus, but I didn't know the Jesus they were worshiping. Until I saw an elderly lady, I'm playing the organ with the pipes in our church. And every pipe organ has a rear view mirror. Did you know that? So that you can see the congregation or the audience, the same as the Royal Albert Hall. And I glanced through my rear view mirror. And as they sang one song about Jesus, I saw an old lady. The tears were running down her face as she sang, Mine, 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 dear Savior, you are mine. And the tears started to roll down my face too. And that day, I, after 17 years of spending my life, sometimes five times every Sunday, that day I stepped across the line to know Jesus. It is the greatest moment of your life. Having a baby is the greatest moment. Getting married is the greatest moment. They're all on different levels, but this level. So let me ask you this question. Third question, are you a converted Christian? You have received forgiveness of your sins. You have received eternal life. We will meet in heaven. If you do not know that for certain, you cannot be a converted Christian. Peace with God. Peace with yourself. Peace with each other. The basic scramble of life stops. And this is your day. Remember, I'm here for you. I'm going fishing right now to catch every lost soul. I'm not here for numbers. I'm not here to look good. I'm not here for anything. I'm here on a mission to take you to heaven with me so that you can find Jesus. One final last story, Jesus told it. And he said, suppose a man has a hundred sheep and 99 are safe. Would not that man go and seek the lost one? and put that sheep and lamb on his shoulders and bring him back. You know, it's not about hundreds or tens. It's about you, one precious person. Would you like to stand? Would you like to stand? Thank you. I've asked the worship team to lead us in a worship song that we've already done in this service. This is the last time that I will ever preach this message in this building. This is one of your last times in this building.
the presence of God, I don't know whether you feel it and whether you do or not, is kind of, it doesn't matter. But I know, I've been a pastor now for almost 35 years. We're just going to keep going just with that note there. Yeah, yeah, just with that kind of flow there. Thank you, Jesus. There's a man here today and you sincerely want to give your life to Jesus and you're thinking, what will people think? I'm going to tell you from my experience what people will think when you step forward today. They will never judge you. Even though they perhaps thought, oh, I thought you already were. You know what's going to happen? There's going to be a huge party in this place today. Over every soul that crosses the line from knowing about to knowing Jesus right here, right now. Are you ready? So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask the band to start up. Just going to sing for maybe one or two minutes, okay? And during this worship song, I'm going to invite you There are at least three people here today you have felt that Jesus has become distant to you. And as we often say, if God seems far away, guess who moved? He's never left you. You moved. You got caught up in stuff, relationships, going down the club, that boyfriend, that girlfriend. You just just moved away and He's still here knocking on your heart's door right now. And he's saying, today, come, 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 come. I'm calling you, sir. People are going to rejoice when they see you here. There are six younger people here. Everybody's younger than me. I know that. But six younger people here today. This is the day of destiny. Do not miss it. Do not miss it. This is it. Let me tell you how you come. One foot in front of the other. Oh, but my feet seem so heavy, Pastor Mark. Yes, I know that feeling. Come on. One foot in front of the other. But what? What if? What if? What if? Oh, put away the what ifs. Let's just see what Jesus wants to do right here, right now. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.